0: I watched that, that video and it just really tugged at my heart. And uh, especially as we're going through this series uh, where we are the message of, of Christ, uh, not inside of four walls, but in the confines of the world, uh, where we live and, and, and what we do and, and where we go. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we hear so many things um, Christians are usually looked at as very judgmental. They're looked at as, as very hypocritical. Uh, they're looked at as very uh, uh, kind of boring. And and the reality is that Christ was f- the farthest from those words. Amen. Jesus was he was the farthest from, from from being hypocritical. He was the farthest from being judgmental. In fact, the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his son that if anyone believed in him, they wouldn't perish, but they'd have everlasting life. And then the verse after that says, he didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him would be saved. And so the, the, the crazy thing is, is as Christians, we, we, we are supposed to be that light to, to our world. And, and to see a video like that uh, kind of helps us to understand that uh, people need to be reached out, because we are the message of Christ. Remember last week, I I talked, if you weren't here last week, I'll kind of do a little bit of review, but last week I talked that every person is an expression of Christ uh, to the world that they live. We're not only an expression of Christ, but we're all a unique expression of Christ to our world because there's no one like like any one of us in here. And if you're married, say, thank God for that, right? Right? And if you're friends, you say, thank God for that. Thank God that there's nobody like them. And thank God that there's nobody like me. We're all a unique expression or a unique message of something to to our world. Uh, If you're not an expression of Christ, you're an expression of maybe bitterness. Or you may be an expression of hurt. Or you may be an expression of vulgarity. You may be an expression of all kinds of different things. Maybe materialism. You may be uh, caught up with stuff. But all of us are a unique expression of something to our world. All of us are our walking message. Every one of us. In fact, if someone if we were to do a funeral for anybody in here, there would be people that would stand up and they would probably speak on your behalf and he was this. Remember uh, this person. I remember James. I remember James Brees. He was this and he was that and he was this. And everyone's gonna have an opinion about because we're all a message to people around us. That was what last week was all about, and if you weren't here, I'd love for you to listen to the podcast. Um, uh, this week, we're going to be talking about how do we find our unique voice? How do we find our voice? Do you remember uh, way back when, uh, when uh, before these new cell phones came out, there were uh, personal mobile phones, and they were about this big? Right? Right? I mean, you needed to be, you needed to go to the gym to be able to carry those phones, right? And then you have to find the right area. And, and we've come along. And before that, our, our mobile phones were uh, a tin, uh, a can, with a string, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> you stretch out that? Huh? We're mobile. You're in the other room. You know, we play like that as kids, and it actually works. You can hear something because of the vibration. Um, but it's really, it really helps me to understand that communication is so vital to every facet of our lives. Communication is so vital. And when we when we don't find the right voice, we have communication breakdowns. Mike, do me a big favor. If you will bring on that on that table is my my phone. And we have these phones, these devices called smartphones now. I love them. You know, you can do so much with these phones. Um, I mean think about it. Email, text message. Right, that's what that icon is right there. It's a it's a text message. You can text. You can uh, you can make a phone call. You can get on the internet. You can Google something. You can FaceTime. Not only can you can you chat with someone audio, but you can actually video chat with someone. People can see you from, from uh, you know Belen, New Mexico, where my daughter's at. I can we, we you know we we FaceTime each other and all these different things. But if you notice that we've got this device and you can actually be doing all of those at one time, you can be talking and you can be emailing and you can finish your email and you can send us text and you can do... We have all of this because some of you guys even do this, right? You guys send all kinds of messages out every day. You're doing all... And then you're snapping, you know... You know, you Snapchat and, and you, you do all of these things. Uh, but but here's the thing. How many of us in here that have all of those communication uh, avenues open for us, how many of us seem that the, 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 we have these smartphones, but we're not very smart in our communication? And I'm talking about deep conversations. How many of you have really deep conversations with with the people that are very important to you? How many of you... Actually, instead of having deep conversations, um, you're actually having broken conversations or you're having lack of conversations. I would say that probably the greatest stress in relationships today and the greatest cause of conflict and the greatest cause of confusion in marriage and families and in the workplace... Is a breakdown in communication. I would even say, from from my perspective, there's some of my relationships that have been hindered. some Some of my relationships that have broken is because of a lack of communication or broken communication. And when I really take an honest look at it, and I was doing that. I was doing some introspect this, this week. When I really take an honest evaluation, I, I see where I've messed up in communicating things clearly. Because there are times that I think things, and I think they should know. And then I don't communicate it. And you find out that they shouldn't know. You see, husbands and wives, they struggle with deep communication. If I was to bring Shauna up here, and, and, uh, and, and we were to talk, and we'd get honest, uh, there would probably be things in our, in our life that, that we, have, we, have, we have some broken com- communication, and, and we're so much better than we ever have been because of Christ, but the reality is we're, we're still flawed people. And there are places that we have, uh, we struggle with deep communication. You know, parents and children, they can't get past the shallow water of a a deeper relationship. And there's a parent in here that you, your kids, you're struggling because you have a very shallow, shallow relationship. If you were to read their diary, if they had a diary, they were honest with their diary, you'd find things out that you'd be like, oh my goodness, I never knew that. And that, and the reason is because there's a broken communication. And and some of you parents that are that are that are not listening, I want you to listen right now. Because I think God wants to speak to all of us. You know, broken relationships, broken. Broken children, broken parents, is broken marriages come because of relationships that are, that are very shallow. The workplace is hindered when co-workers and bosses and employees, when they cannot express what's really important. Or maybe they're not listened to when, when it's communicated. You might want to communicate what's very important. People are working more hours, more hours, more hours, more hours, more hours, and they don't communicate the things that are important. They're losing their relationships at home because they don't communicate with their kids. Kids, with their families with their wives marriages are broken my, my daughter called me yesterday and we were talking she went to, took took her son to to a um, to his first t-ball game first time he's played and and uh and and she said dad there are so many so many couples that are divorced so many so many uh, parents that are divorced and 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 she's speaking from a perspective of, of a young marriage and and i'm i'm pretty sure that in this young marriage she probably wishes sometimes she would be divorced Laugh at me. Because sometimes you guys wish you were divorced. Come on. Are you happy, happy, happy people? The reality is there's there's challenges that we face, and there's challenges that we face, and people are getting they're getting honest now, they're going, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right, Pastor. You nailed it, right? <laughs> Students and teachers, they they, they, they don't connect. In deep-hearted communication, and it just seems like very few people are really connected on a deep level. I I love the way that uh, George Shaw put it. George Bernard Shaw, he used to do music for Billy Graham. He said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has actually taken place. Right? I told you that! And, And the husband says, no, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't hear that. Or, or we think. Think about friendships, right? Have you ever had a friendship that went south? Well, you told me this, dude. Well, you told me that, and, and you're like, I, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that. It's pressure. You ever had that in your life? Anybody want to be honest? You know, five people? Thank you, Jesus. Or in church, you know. So now as we talk about communication breakdowns, I want us to really focus on the people closest to us because you can't be the message to the world. You can't be the gospel to the world. You can't be the good news to the world until you're the good news to the people around you. When you walk in the door, I'm talking to parents, I'm talking to husbands, I'm talking to wives, when you walk in the door, do your kids and your family say yay or do they go, oh, no, when you walk in the door at 9 o'clock at night, because you've worked all day, you, I'm, not, I'm not putting any pressure on anybody. You walk in the door, you know, you've been late, you've worked all day, you've given your, you've given your life to everybody, your work, and you have nothing left to give when you get home, where people are working, night into nothing, people are working, you know, they're working all week, and then they work the weekends, and then they, you know, they're just busy, they're just busy, 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 busy. Did I say we were busy? Busy. Those people closest to you, they're, they're hurting because there's a communication breakdown, and they're the closest to you. Can I tell you that military command, commander's they know that if they're going to win the battle, the first thing they have to do is they need to knock out the enemy's communication. You know, have you seen the news, what's going on in Syria? you seen the news with what's going on all over the place? Do you know that, that when military strikes happen, what they want to do is they don't let people know when they're going to strike or where they're going to strike? The devil wants to break down your communication so that he can get into your life and break you down. He wants to break our marriages down. He, 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 he wants to, he wants for, you know, think about the 21 minutes. You know, last week we, we launched this 21 minutes. 21 minutes. One chapter in John 21 days, there's 21 chapters, 21 minutes. And I, I've talked to several people that have said, that's been the greatest thing I've ever done. 21 minutes, think about it. We have 24 hours. How many of us is it difficult to give God, to be quiet before God for 21 minutes? How, is it difficult to do that? and how beneficial is it you know here's the thing the enemy knows that if he, he can break your relationship with god if he can break you down if he can uh, if he can stop the communication in a marriage or a family or in an office or in a or in a friendship he knows that he can destroy that relationship he can destroy that family he can destroy this cohesion that you have in a workplace the harmony in a praise team, in a, in a church, if God can break down the communication, it's not, the church is not exempt to that. God's people are not exempt to communication breaking down and people saying, I'm not going to listen to them, I'm not going to talk to them, all these things. If he can break down the communication, he can break down people. So can we do something together? Right now? Can we all Pause. And for a minute, I want you to think about your most important relationships. And I want everybody just, everyone just pause. And for one minute, can you think about your most important relationships? And some of you guys, some of us, they're breaking. Pause. The ones that meet, mean the most to you? The ones that should mean the most to you? Is there a relationship in your life right now where you're having a communication breakdown? And, and, and here's the thing, beloved. I, I, I know you're trying you're trying to have a breakthrough, but it's not working. And it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter the, what words you use. You're just not getting through. Some of us blame it on menopause. Some of us blame it on stubbornness. Some of us blame it on personality some of us blame it on the past maybe it's in your marriage maybe it's in your family maybe it's a dear friend maybe it's with your kids but here's the thing i got good news here's the awesome thing is there's good news and the good news is you can go from communication breakdown to a communication breakthrough. Do you believe that? We can go from a communication breakdown to a communication breakthrough by applying scripture passage that we're going to look at right now, which is the key verse to being the message. It's kind of the foundational verse of, uh, of the breakthrough that, 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 you're, that you're going to witness in your life, when, when when we get down to the source of the of the communication issue, it's not the words. Can you hear me now. When we get down to the communication breakdown, it's not the words because most of us speak thousands of words every day. It's not the words, it's the word. It's not the words, it's the word, it's Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He is the enabler for us to have communication breakdowns. He is the one that works in hearts. He's the one that works in our emotions. He's the one that works in our lives. He's the one that works and lets us do retrospect and lets us forgive ourselves Through his forgiveness and forgive others. And that's the only way, beloved. One of the things that stood out to me this morning was someone that talked to me and said, I went through the first chapter, I spent 21 minutes, and the Lord showed me to forgive. He pointed me to forgive, and I had a ton of bricks come off of me because I forgave. It's only through the word that we can forgive. It's only through the word that we can love. It's only through the word that we can have grace. It's only through the word that we listen oh man it's so good he's so good he's so good so we're going to go to we're going to go to John 114 and here's the crazy thing is I, I pulled out my this is this is a bible that my wife gave me back in back in 1994 back in 1994 I've had this Probably a year or two into my walk with Jesus, I came across John 1, and, and, and I, I was amazed because God gave me this light bulb moment. Anyone ever had a light bulb moment? You know, where you're reading, and you're like, oh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and I began to see, and we beheld His glory. We're going to read about that. And I, told, I came out, I told Shauna, Shauna, the Word, you know who the Word is? And she's like, the Word is Jesus. The Word is Jesus. And so these highlights are 20 years old. ain't that cool? And so God begins to work in our hearts. He begins to show us his, his realness, his trueness, his faithfulness, and we become changed people. So here, here's our verse, John 1, 14. John 1, 14. And, and actually, I want to read uh, John, 12, uh, John 1, 12 and through 14 I'm going to read it. It's, you have 1.14, but I'm going to read 12 uh, through 14 in, in my Bible. It says, um, He came to his own... I'm sorry, 12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So if you've trusted in Jesus, you're born of God. You're a child of God. And then it goes on and says, And the word became flesh... And He dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. I'll read it from your outline. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. That's John talking, the Apostle John. He, we were with Him. We, 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 were, we were with the Word, with the Logos. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, who is full of grace And truth. That means he's not depleted, he's not three quarter full, but he's full of grace. He's full of truth. Let's pray. Father, I I pray right now, in the next few moments as I speak, that you would speak your words through me. Lord, I'm an ordinary, imperfect human, but you're an extraordinary, perfect God. And you are the Word, Jesus Christ, so speak your words through me, and I pray that you would speak those words through me in the language of each individual person so that they can hear in their own heart, in their heart language, Lord, just break through and help them really understand what I'm going to say, and, and, and more than not, what I'm going to say, what you're going to say. And I just thank you, God that you can take us from communication breakdown to communication breakthrough. In fact, right now, Lord, I'm speaking into, I'm praying into the life of someone that has a communication breakdown. Break we're praying for a breakthrough. Father, we're always talking. We talk thousands of words, millions of words are, sport, are spoken every day, but we want to turn to you. We want to turn to the word, and I pray that you would help us Give us wisdom. I pray especially for those who are experiencing relationship breakdowns and communication breakdowns that you would just give them, Lord Jesus, peace. And then also, Lord, give them the principles so that this week they can have a breakthrough. Help them, Lord God, find their voice by hearing your divine whisper in this message. Work a miracle in relationships. Help us be the message to the people closest to us. And we pray this in your name. In the name of Jesus, we all pray. And everyone together said a big amen. Amen. so there's three things that, that we're going to learn from this, from this uh, message that will help us find our voice. And the first thing that, that, that is vital is that before I open up my mouth, before I ever open up my mouth, I must open up my heart. Before I open up my mouth, I need to open up my heart. You see, the the Bible reveals to us that the Word became flesh. The logos, the, the, the answer to the meaning of everything there is to know, the answer to the meaning and purpose of everything that we see and even the things that we don't see in the cosmos, to understand ourselves, our, our neutrons, <clears throat> our electrons, and everything that makes us so complex and so complicated, we must find the answer and meaning in the Word. That complicated relationship, that complicated person, that complicated issue is not going to be found outside of God. That situation that you're facing, that, that, that war that you have internally in yourself, that you battle with, that, you know, it just creeps out every once in a while, and you have that meltdown and that breakdown. You ever had someone come and just vomit on you? I, I, I call it that. I'm sorry. Sometimes people come and they they talk to you. and They can sometimes they just come with themselves. Sometimes they might bring a notebook. It, you know, it doesn't matter. But they'll come and they'll just. Uh. We we all have to, and we do it too. We have those breakdowns. We have those meltdowns. We will never find the answer to those complicated issues in relationships without God. And anytime that we don't understand life, we, we find the answer and the answers to life in Jesus. You see, we have, we have people going everywhere to find their answers. You have people going everywhere to find what your, how do you solve your problem. But if you ever come to the conclusion that you can try everything in the world and nothing will ever get to the source, to the root of your issue until you come to Jesus Christ. Have you noticed that he doesn't let you go? He, doesn't, he, he won't let you go around it. He said, let's deal with it. It doesn't matter if we go from church to church or we go from place to place until you settle that. Until you settle that, you, all you're going to do is have relationship problems wherever you go, and we blame everybody else for our relationship problems. And, and all of us do it. That's a defense mechanism. We, we, we kind of defend it. Well, you don't, know, you don't know what it's like to work with Mike West. You don't understand. Right? You don't understand, and, and you know Janet says you don't know what it is to work with Pastor James. And I give up people a lot of grace because it's horrible working with me. I wouldn't want to work with myself. And, and we have these things. That, and, and but the answer is not the answer is not outside of God. It's in God. It's not with our bunch of words. And and I've come to the place in my life. I I want you to hear this. I've come to the place. You know, I'm I'm, I'm counseling. I'm listening to people. I'm I'm I've come to the place in my life. Where I really realized, I really realized that I'm not the answer <laughs> I, I, th- I sometimes I think so, right? Well, if you just do this, if you do this, if you do that, oh, they leave, and can I tell you? They do the same things. <laughs> I told my kids the other day uh, one of my, one of my young adults called me, and we were talking and we were conversing, and he says, "Dad, you know, talking about another sibling." They're doing great, and I and I said, "Yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing okay." And because we're all one step away from a mess up, right? Amen. And so we're talking, and, he, and, and as we're conversing, I, I said, "Well, you know, well, you guys don't listen to anything I tell you." I said "So I've changed my philosophy. I want you to be on crack, and I want you to, I want you to not go to work. I want you to spend all your money. Do not have a budget." Because you don't listen to what I say. You do the opposite. So you won't be on crack. You won't won't be on mess. You'll get on a budget. But the answer, the answer, beloved, is in God. This is is what Paul said. He said, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and he's supreme over all creation. Through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and everything on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything that was created was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else, and he holds all of creation together. That speaks to me because God has taught me that Jesus holds my whole life where it needs to be held. Jesus holds my relationship with my wife a lot better than I do. When I get my grips on, on this relationship and, and I try to do things in my own strength, I usually mess it up. And I'm kidding about my, my, with my kids, but I'm not because the reality is even with our kids, when I, when I try to put my grips and kind of try to manipulate how they should be, because don't we as parents say, I want my kids to marry them and do this and do that, and do this, and do that? Because we really want, sometimes even without thinking about it, we want to rule their lives. But we were never called to rule people's lives. That's God's job. Christ holds everything together in place. He, he spoke it into existence. He, he he makes sure that it stays intact. Every galaxy, every cell. Your neocortex, part of the brain, you know, your neocortex, that's where you evaluate the outside brain. That's where you make all these uh, assessments. That's where you process everything your limbic brain that's the middle part the inside part of your brain that's where you feel when someone says i have a gut feeling that's your limbic you know that god put us he put us together he 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 created us with these incredible way of thinking you ever said i have a gut feeling you, you know sometimes People are telling you, you shouldn't get married, you shouldn't marry this person, you shouldn't do this, and then the the middle part of your brain says, I just feel I should. 30 years later, I just feel I should. Amen. Are you with me? And, And so, but the reason, the reason for the for the positive, the reason for the celebration is because Christ has held our relationship together. Right, babe? Just thinking about how Christ has molded us into not a perfect relationship, but we sure are a lot better than what we ever were. Christ. And so you're here today, and I I, I want you... I want you to grab a hold of the the fact that that you are an expression of Christ to this world or you are an expression of something else to your world. This unique expression. And when your hearts are filled with God, our lives are filled with love and our message is filled with hope. Think about it. When 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 your life message is filled with love and hope, it's because your heart is filled with God. When you're optimistic, when you say, you know what, we're going to get through it, it's because God says, with me, there's nothing impossible. When we say, I'm just going to quit this relationship, I'm going to quit this, I'm gonna, it's not worth it, this, that's never God, that's never God, that's never God, never. He builds people. In our workplace, when we talk about how bad it is, that's never God. That's never God. In our friendships, when we go to one one friend to another and talk about, that's never God. We're delivered from a life of anger, a life of anxiety. We're delivered from a life of fear. You see, there are some people here who, there are some people who are hearing me today, maybe on the podcast, whom your mouths are filled with doubt, your, 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 your mouth, your words are filled with skepticism, and maybe your words might be even filled with vulgarity, and the reason is because your heart is filled with hurt, and it's filled with anger, and it's filled with bitterness, and it's filled with fear, and it's filled with anxiety, and whatever you have in your heart will come out of your mouth. Whatever you have in your heart, what comes out of your mouth is exactly what's in your heart. When I didn't have trust, when I didn't have trust with my wife, when when we had a broken relationship six years before I ever got this wonderful, wonderful message, before I got this, we had six years of hell because I had untrust issues, I had things that had happened, and the things that had happened was I had a mother and a father that I loved dearly, and they had some broken relationship, they had gone through some hard times, and I had unforgiveness that just saturated my heart. I couldn't trust her because I couldn't trust her. But it wasn't her, and it wasn't her. It was the enemy. And I had to open up my heart to God. See, sometimes you got to open up your heart to God so that he can heal the hurt, so that he can heal the brokenness, so that he can heal the anxiety, so he can heal the fear. You see, your fear is not a problem of something happening. It's, it's a hurt or it's a, something that, it is a product of something that has happened that has to be healed. Your, your heart has got to be opened to the healer. So he can take that hurt out. John wrote this. He said, there's no room in love for fear. I love the way the message puts it. He says, there's no room in love for fear. He said, well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment, is one not yet fully formed in love. You see, perfect love casts out fear. When the love of God fills your heart, you're not even afraid to die. Because to live is Christ." And to die is gain. So we're the message. We're the message of reconciliation. We're the message of of, of hope. We're the message of grace. Everywhere we go, our feet are the good news of God. Not the judgment of God. Not how bad people are. Not how messed up they are. We're all messed up without Jesus. We're all messed up. We're losing our kids. We're losing our families. We're losing our wives. We're losing our society. Because we need to open up our hearts to what's important. And what's important is the message of Christ. You know, Jesus came into your neighborhood... So he could move you into your world with a message of hope and restoration. Jesus came into my spirit, He came into my life so that I, so He could move me into my world with hope and restoration. Man, I can't believe that, you know, you, if you only understood how, how my friends and family would say, I cannot believe, <laughs> let me just share this. My dad, you know, he was very, very entrenched with religion. And he'd come to my house, he'd observe me because I was not going to the same denomination where he had raised me. He saw religion. I saw Christ. And he'd observe, observe. Remember the first months and he'd go, they'd visit and he would sit down and he would do his little prayer with this uh I, I snorted. <laughs> he did this prayer. He did, where did that come from? He did this prayer. We'll do second service recording. He did this. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. He did this little prayer with these little. Uh, I'm not going to say that. But anyways. He did this prayer. And as he observed week by week and month by month that he's come to the house. He said these words. He said, I've never seen love like I see in this home. He said, I've never seen love like I see in this home. The reason that he saw love is because Jesus came into our lives. You see, I wouldn't even have been able to speak words into his religion to change him but God would be able to ch- speak to him through our lives. And some of you are trying to change people through your words, thousands of words, when we need to change people through our actions. And We can only do that through one word, the word. That's the message, beloved. See, there's someone in here. You need to hear this. There's someone you, you need to you need to know that 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 you're you're looking you're looking at the church skewed. You're looking at the church like this. and what i mean by that what i mean by that is that we look through the wrong lens the lens that we should be looking at the church is by the changed life that the holy spirit produces in people not in a formula not in the way that people act not i mean not in the way that people do their 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 whatever worship style that that would they do the reality is we look at people through the lens of Christ that he's working in the hearts of people and there is a observable change in their life and they love you and they love others and it's very, very tangible. That's what the next, the next expression is. That's what the next thing is. You see, we need to move into Into people's worlds. And you can't move into people's worlds with God until you let God move into your world. You cannot move into other people's worlds with God until you let God move into your world. It says the word became flesh and he, I love the way the message puts it, he moved into my neighborhood. The word became flesh and blood and he moved into my neighborhood. Why did God move into the neighborhood of people? Why did he leave the comfort of heaven? Why did Jesus leave his throne from heaven to come to the earth to a cross? Because in his love, he chose to identify with people. He chose to identify with hurting, with angry, with bitter, with abused. He desired to identify with the problem and become their solution. The message of hope is a message of restoration. I don't even know where you guys are at that are here today, but I know that their only source of restoration and hope in a broken world is Jesus Christ. How many of you have moved lately? Anyone moved lately? And I tell you, don't think of yourself as you have moved out of somewhere. Think of yourself as God moving you into this new neighborhood so that you can be his message to people. I just need to move out of Samuel, I just need to move out of Oracle. I just need to move out of Washington State. I just need to move out of New York. I just need to move out of Minnesota. I just don't think about yourself moving out. Think about yourself as God moving you in. Isn't that awesome? How about the schools? Don't think about God moving you out of eighth grade and into high school. Think about God moving you into high school. Don't think about you graduating from high school and going to college. Think about, you know what? I'm not just real, not coming out of high school. I'm actually going. God is moving me into college. If so I can make a difference for the glory of God. In your in your in your uh, in your bulletin there's there's some cards. There's two cards in there. Can you wave them in the air like if you really do care? You know, just wave them in the air. I want to see everybody wave them in the air like if you, yeah, like if we really do care. It says A small act of kindness makes a world of difference. These are cards that you can say, Lord, lead me to people and let me just do something for your glory and give them the card. You know, someone came to me before I came up to preach and they gave me the card and they they said, I really appreciate you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Let's approach this week where we will act more and talk less. Let's be people of action instead of people of good intentions and a lot of hot air. You know, we, we can learn a lot from, from uh, the book of wisdom. I, I call Proverbs the book of wisdom. It says, even fools are thought wise when they keep silent. With their mouth shut, they might even seem intelligent. I've said some very, very. <laughs> I've said some very stupid things with my mouth. Anyone ever said something and you're like, oh my goodness, why did I say that? But I've never said any any dumb things I've never said anything that I regret it when I didn't talk it, It's just like I, I, you notice that there's some there's some revelations you can get like like that one right I've never said anything anything can I just, just can I pick it up a notch I've never said anything stupid when I don't talk I mean my wife we, we do really well when I do less talking and more listening <laughs> but I've, it's kind of like roofs that leak, have you noticed, you know, this crazy, I, I, I just got this revelation, the roofs never leak when it doesn't rain, and something happens when it rains, right, it's profound, so, so um, here's what I want for us to do this week, let's get the ID, let's find the ID of people in our neighborhood, okay, and what I mean by ID is the I stands for identify their needs, Identify the needs of people in your, in your circle of influence. You see, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. All you Bible scholars, people don't care how much you know about the Bible. They want to know that you care. And so does God. Before we open up our mouths, let's open up our hearts to people. And then the, 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 the D part of the ID, let's discover our neighbor's potential. Every person has potential. Not only does every person have a need, every person has a dream, which is realized by maximi- maximizing their God-given potential. Wouldn't it be awesome this week, and I believe it's going to happen, I'm going to speak this into our, into our church. Wouldn't it be awesome this week if we identify the need of someone in our lives and then we help them discover their potential? See, there's someone in your circle. There's someone in your circle of influence. You know who they are. They have a need. And they have potential. And God's going to use you God's going to use you. Go like this. Go like this. Everybody, go like this. Receive it. Just say, Lord, I want to be that person. I want to be that person that God will use this week. Some of you guys, you're not going to do it no matter what. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) It's crazy. Use me, Lord. Use me. Okay, the way we, we help people get to that place is number three. We speak and we act in grace and truth. We speak and we act in grace, in truth. You see, the Word became flesh and He dwelt among us. and He was filled with what? With grace and truth. You see, Jesus is filled with grace and truth, and every person that receives Jesus Christ has the potential to be filled with grace and truth. Close your eyes for one second, everybody. Just close your eyes. Why do you think 21 minutes is important to you? Why do you think reading one chapter in the book of John is important to you? Why do you think 21 days of giving your attention to God is important to you? Because in those 21 minutes, God will fill you with grace and truth. Father, fill us with grace and truth. Father, fill us with grace and truth. Okay, look at me. We're going to close now. Paul wrote, he said, when we, when, we, when we go out, we need to speak the truth in love. And then when we speak the truth in love, we're going to grow in all things up into Him who is the head who is Jesus Christ He's going to he's going to grow you he's going to fill you He's going to use you as a vessel for his love Let's pray as I lead you in prayer even you may be listening on the podcast today and, or this week and as I lead you in prayer uh, my prayer is that that God has spoken to your relationship and relationships for a breakthrough but the single most important relationship that we can have beloved is a relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ so I just I just implore you I urge you to open up your life to God today to open up your heart to Jesus Christ today and let him work with the word so that your words will become fruitful and be filled with grace and be filled with love. As I pray, I'm believing for restoration in couples. I'm believing for restoration in in families. I'm believing for restoration in schools and in our communities through the power of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we call on you right now and we ask you to show us great and unsearchable things that we don't know. Great and unsearchable things about the decisions that you want us to make. Great and unsearchable things about our relationships. Great and unsearchable things about the words you want us to say, the actions you want us to take so that our life message can speak grace and truth. Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we can be Full of grace and truth this week, and I pray for those who really need a breakthrough, that they would that they would just call on you to to break through the static, and and you would work a miracle, and and you would just give them the words to say, help them, Lord God, help us to find our voice and the actions to take, bring about a great breakthrough in their lives for Your glory bring about breakthroughs all over our community and communities as we become bearers of grace and truth we thank you for your grace Jesus that you gave us on the cross and we pray that those who have never received you that right now they would say in their life and say this with me dear Jesus Christ come into my life forgive me of my sins I accept your grace Lord, I don't deserve heaven, but I accept it through you. I accept your free gift of grace, and I ask you to be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, we pray this all together, and everyone said a big amen and amen. And if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus, put it on your connection card. We just want to celebrate with you. Let's give the Lord praise. Let's stand up, and let's go make relationships better. Amen.